July 29th. And now as we turn our attention to today's reading in the New Testament, we'll be narrating from the book of Romans, chapter 12, verse 1, and we'll go through verse 21. We'll see that the biblical pattern is to relate doctrine and duty, for what you believe must determine how you behave. In these closing chapters, Paul discusses your relationship with the Lord, yourself, the church, your enemies, and the government and believers who disagree. We'll read about transformation. The Spirit of God transforms your life by renewing your mind. But He cannot do this unless you give Him your body. When you give yourself to God in spiritual worship, you become a living sacrifice to the glory of God. And now let's read all about it in the New Testament. July 29th, Romans chapter 12, verses 1 through 21. And so, dear brothers and sisters, I plead with you to give your bodies to God. Let them be a living and holy sacrifice, the kind He will accept. When you think of what He has done for you, is this too much to ask? Don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Then you will know what God wants you to do, and you will know how good and pleasing and perfect His will really is. As God's messenger, I give each of you this warning. Be honest in your estimate of yourselves, measuring your value by how much faith God has given you. Just as our bodies have many parts, and each part has a special function, so it is with Christ's body. We are all parts of His one body, and each of us has different work to do. And since we are all one body in Christ, we belong to each other, and each of us needs all the others. God has given each of us the ability to do certain things well. So if God has given you the ability to prophesy, speak out when you have faith that God is speaking through you. If your gift is that of serving others, serve them well. If you are a teacher, do a good job of teaching. If your gift is to encourage others, do it. If you have money, share it generously. If God has given you leadership ability, take the responsibility seriously. And if you have a gift for showing kindness to others, do it gladly. Don't just pretend that you love others. Really love them. Hate what is wrong. Stand on the side of the good. Love each other with genuine affection. And take delight in honoring each other. Never be lazy in your work, but serve the Lord enthusiastically. Be glad for all God is planning for you. Be patient in trouble and always prayerful. When God's children are in need, be the one to help them out. And get into the habit of inviting guests home for dinner, or if they need lodging, for the night. If people persecute you because you are a Christian, don't curse them. Pray that God will bless them. When others are happy, be happy with them. If they are sad, share their sorrow. Live in harmony with each other. Don't try to act important, but enjoy the company of ordinary people. And don't think you know it all. Never pay back evil for evil to anyone. Do things in such a way that everyone can see you are honorable. Do your part to live in peace with everyone as much as possible. Dear friends, Never avenge yourselves. Leave that to God. For it is written, 
I will take vengeance. I will repay those who deserve it, says the Lord. Instead, do what the Scriptures say. If your enemies are hungry, feed them. If they are thirsty, give them something to drink, and they will be ashamed of what they have done to you. Don't let evil get the best of you, but conquer evil by doing good. Look, look, the great things in life, everything in life, happens for one reason, God. So, so what are you going to do? Really? I mean, don't you feel like that sometimes where you're just toiling in vain? You try to make something happen and it doesn't happen. You fight, 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 try to make something happen, whether it's a job, a position, a relationship, your stocks to rise, you know, whatever. You, you try to make it happen. It's like, you can't do anything. And then other times things just kind of fall on your lap, right? And you go, no way. And usually those are the greatest things in the world. And that's why I love that verse too. He goes, in vain. It's in vain you rise early. In vain you stay up late toiling for food to eat. It's this picture of this person that's stressed out. And he gets up early in the morning going, I gotta, I gotta make this happen. This is killing me. I gotta figure this out. He stays up all night going, man, how am I gonna make this happen? And then there's this other picture of this other guy who's laying there in a bed. And the Bible says he gives to his beloved sleep. The force of that, that, that passage is saying that he gives to his beloved while they're sleeping. So I could be laying in bed and doing better than the person that's toiling, working, staying up all night, stressing out, trying to make this happen. And I can just go to bed at night and go, God, you love me, so what could go wrong? It's this beautiful picture of the way God wants us to live, understanding that we're beloved. We're his. And so why go through the day toiling and trying to make things happen apart from him when the bottom line is you'll be just working against him? He wants his beloved to sleep. He wants to give to us in our sleep. He commands us to sleep. He commands us to rest. <laughs> take a Sabbath. Take a day off. I got it covered. Okay? Just rest. It's pretty awesome. You know, it's, it's interesting as I've been trying to apply this to my life because really my job, think about my job at the weirdest job in the world. My job is to make you love God more. I mean, if you want to boil it down to something simple, I'm supposed to help you love God more. But how do you make anyone love God? That's impossible. I can't make you love God. I can't make anyone believe in God. So I can work so hard at this perfect message, but the bottom line is, if, if there's some people in this room, okay, some of you, you just love God. You are just crazy about God, and you will love God, and you'll grow closer to God this week, regardless of anything I say. I could stand on the stage right now and tell you, whatever you do this week, do not read the Bible. Don't read it. Don't, please, just as a favor to me, okay? Just, just to me, just don't read it this week. Don't pray at all this week, okay? Please. I could sit here and beg you not to read your Bible, not to pray, but you'll walk out this door and go, I'm not listening to him. I love God. And I will not stop reading his word. I will not stop praying to him. No matter what I say to you, you will grow closer to God. And then there's other people in the room that I could give the greatest message and try to encourage you and use an example, you know, use all these illustrations, use all these facts where you go, yeah, yeah, yeah. but at the end, you're not going to love God. You're not going to grow any closer to Him. You're not going to walk away from your sin. I can't make you walk away from your sin. You love Him more than God right now. And there's nothing I can do, nothing I can say to change that. 
So then what do I do? Well, how, how do I accomplish this? Because when I pray, you know, when I go, God, what would you want of Cornerstone Church right now? It's, it's not about numbers or anything else. It's, it's about God. Today, we're reading in Psalm chapter 22, verses 19 through 31. We'll read about crucifixion, yes, way back here in uh, the Psalms. Because he was a prophet, David was able to write about the Messiah centuries before he came. Crucifixion, you see, was not a Jewish form of capital punishment, yet David describes it accurately. As we read, we'll see Jesus at Calvary, his cry to the Father, the period of darkness, the ridicule of the people, his thirst and pain, his pierced hands and feet, and even the gambling for his clothes. Remember, he endured all these things for you and me. We'll read about the resurrection here in uh, the psalm. The Savior is no longer on the cross, but is alive and in the midst of his people, leading them in praise for the mighty victory God has won. The first day of the week is the memorial to his resurrection, and we'll follow his example by meeting with God's people and praising the Lord. Resurrection Day is Victory Day, and we'll read about his coronation. Christ shares the blessings of Calvary with His church, with Israel, and with the whole world. We must get the message out to every nation that Jesus Christ is Savior and King. The Father has sent the Son as Savior to the world. Psalm 22, verses 19 through 31. O Lord, do not stay away. You are my strength. Come quickly to my aid. Rescue me from a violent death. Spare my precious life from these dogs. Snatch me from the lion's jaws and from the horns of these wild oxen. Then I will declare the wonder of your name to my brothers and sisters. I will praise you among all your people. Praise the Lord, all you who fear Him. Honor Him, all you descendants of Jacob. Show Him reverence, all you descendants of Israel. For he has not ignored the suffering of the needy. He has not turned and walked away. He has listened to their cries for help. I will praise you among all the people. I will fulfill my vows in the presence of those who worship you. The poor will eat and be satisfied. All who seek the Lord will praise him. Their hearts will rejoice with everlasting joy. The whole earth will acknowledge the Lord and return to him. People from every nation will bow down before Him. For the Lord is King. He rules all the nations. Let the rich of the earth feast and worship. Let all mortals, those born to die, bow down in His presence. Future generations will also serve Him. Our children will hear about the wonders of the Lord. His righteous acts will be told to those yet unborn. They will hear about everything He has done. Proverbs 20, verses 8-10 through 10. When a king judges, he carefully weighs all the evidence, distinguishing the bad from the good. Who can say, I have cleansed my heart, I am pure and free from sin? The Lord despises double standards of every kind.